Tēnā koutou hikama and welcome to Rev Talk, the Mihinare podcast. I'm Chris Huriwai. I'm the venerable Michael Tamihere. And we're joined today uh, by our special guest and good friend, Kenan Isaac Beach, uh, who we're patching in from, where are you, babe? Uh, Here Tonga. Here Tonga, not quite Hawaii, but almost. <laughs> not quite Hawaii. Yeah. Um, the so other Hawaii. Isaac will be joining us uh for our podcast today, and we'll we'll have a bit more of an in-depth conversation with him uh, as a part of our He Mihinari Ahau segment. Nō rei rei hikama, nau mai harama, ki tō tātou nei punoa pāho, e kia nei ko Rev Talk, the Mihinari podcast. He piko he karakia, he piko he karakia, and this week uh, we're going to take a look at a church from down your way, Isaac, St. Luke's Pakipaki. My 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 one of my favourite churches down this way actually. That's one off. That, that's because you got no St Mary's <laughs> down there. You got no Tokotoru Tapu down there. Um, but no, uh, Isaac's right. Uh, St Luke's is a beautiful church. Um, some of you might be familiar with it, even if you don't know the name. Uh, it's set off uh, just off the main highway south of Hastings, heading mm-hmm. towards Pukeho, um, Teotia, that sort of direction, and it's a a beautiful wee stone church. Uh, Sitting there on the side of the road. Yeah. Awesome for the karakia. Yep. It is one of the coolest features about it is when when you're having a service on a Sunday and the sun is shining, the sun shines directly through the main window, uh, which sort of sort of overarcs the altar. It's really nice. The last time I was there, that exact thing happened and it was real annoying. <laughs> it, it like it's straight into your eyes, eh? So if you're ever visiting St Luke's Pukevake, uh, be sure to take a pair of sunnies with you. Um, but it is a beautiful uh, Fare Karaki, and one of the cool sort of bits of its whakapapa is that it was consecrated by uh, a guy named Samuel Azaria, who was uh, an Anglican bishop uh, from India, and uh, he blessed it when he was out here on a tour uh, funded by the CMS, um, who were basically sending him out here to do a bit of fundraising. Um, to have quartered on conversations and talks and stuff uh, with the Pākehā Church. Uh, but basically, long story short, he gets out here, has some interactions with some Māori and says that I, sh- I should be hanging out with these Māoris. Um, I, don't, I don't really care f- care much for uh, what the official programme is. So he started hanging out with the Māoris um, and really throughout that time really inspired our people um, to fight uh, for a Māori bishop because at the time uh, we hadn't had one yet. So this is in the 1920s? Yeah, so 1923, uh, St. Luke's Pakipaki is blessed um, and, and open for business, as it were. Um, and at, actually at that time when uh, Bishop Samuel Zaria is out there blessing it, uh, they also blessed the gates out the front of the church, which is a memorial to some uh, soldiers. And the person who blessed those gates was, uh, at the time, the Reverend Frederick Augustus Bennett, um, who would go on. Uh, what five years later, four years later, uh, to be the first uh, Maori bishop? So cool bit of papa there. Yeah, itohu, itohu. So if you're ever anywhere and you have to bless some gates, do it because it means in four years you're going to be the bishop. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, God's mysterious, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except we just gave away the trick. Anyway, more more about this church. I just I love this church, eh? Um, one of the cool things I was reading up on at the time, PP Fardodor, which was being edited by, um, 
Taua tangata rongo noi noroto mai o here taunga. Um, a praere, praere Tomoana, oh, yeah. uh, was the editor of Pipi Whāraurau at the time, and he dedicated an entire issue of Pipi Whāraurau to the opening of this church. Um, oh. and, and one of the things he wrote about in there was um, when Samuel Ezra was was forfeited onto the marae, uh, the local pakeke gave him a korowai. Um, and when it was Samuel's uh, turn to, to talk, he said to them, you fellas need to fight for your own bishop, and when you get one, don't clothe him in the finery of the church, instead clothe him in the finery of your ancestors. Yeah, um, so it really showed what sort of a trailblazing, indigenizing, decolonizing yeah, so duty was. Was he like the second non-white bishop in the world? Yeah. That I know of anyway. So I know there was an African one yep. earlier on. Yeah. So and it's, he's definitely the first Indian bishop. So you bring this brown bishop over to, or amongst Māori, who are at the time fighting to have basically our own brown bishop, if I can call it that, our own Māori bishop. Um, and it plays out as, you know, for us, how you think it will play out. They see this brown person as a bishop going around and thinking, Hika, we're fighting for this right now. Yeah. And here's proof that, that it can be when we're being told maybe that, you know, you guys aren't ready. And on the flip side, eh, Azaria is going around like at this hui. Um, that's around St. Luke's Pakipaki and that other hui too, kind of telling them, hey, you guys need to have your own hahi, you need yeah. to have your own bishops, you guys need to hold to your culture, your language. Yeah. Um, so I guess the church missionary society didn't kind of get the... Yeah, they, they weren't totally down with that kaupapa. Like yeah. the, the, the CMS, uh, God bless them, um, they, they were sort of more into um, <laughs> colonising... Then they were <laughs> to spreading the gospel. Okay. No, that's, that, that's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. CME's still around, do amazing work. But it, it went, work. it's but, gone hand in hand, though. Eh? Like yeah, the, well, basically, they were keener on the Church of England being present in New Zealand than they were on an indigenous Aotearoa uh, church coming up. That's kind of what happens, and, and you can't, they couldn't help it. Um, there was a facado there. Eh? Like the Why church, are you sympathising with colonisers, Michael? <laughs> I'm not. The Church Missionary Society did. They still, as as much as they could, they were pushing for a Māori church. It's when they leave, and the settler church is kind of here, and they go, okay, that's it. The CMS shut down Teto College. Well, they left, and the church shut it down. No, 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 no. They refused to keep funding it. The CMS was gone late oh, 1800s. Oh, no, you know, far no. Michael's a sympathiser. <laughs> okay, heck of a man. <laughs> Fake news. Oh, Donald Trump over here. Yeah. Sorry, news. so fun. We, we hey, just we just got speak, back from our honeymoon, and, and we just spent way too much time together in Hawaii. Well, speaking of Donald Trump, like in in the United oh. States, so <laughs> wait, so it, Saint it, Luke's pucky pucky to Donald <laughs> no, Trump? No, no, no. I, I think I think referencing it back to the, the bishop and his um, you know who consecrated the, the church out at pucky pucky. It's um, it's it's interesting because I've I've actually observed and and had had it actually quite privileged to observe the, the work of our bishop, um, Tairawhiti, in, in, in the United States, and particularly around Indigenous rights within the church. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard, um, you know, I, I recall, you know, just a discussion around the bishop in Pakipaki, I recall our bishop when uh, we were in the US, uh, um, I guess, participating in, in the ordination and, and, and installation of uh, the new bishop of of Los Angeles, one of the main um, main sort of I guess the core of our bishop's contribution and, and his quarter to them was you know you 
you've got to um, you've got to uh, you know enable a space for for you know indigenous people in, yeah. in America to, uh, to to you know be able to ordain their own bishops um, you know and and uh, and their, their own archbishop and and elect uh, you know their own uh, members to those uh, important offices you know and, and, and so that kind of just from you know, it reminds me of um, of the good work that that even we we are sort of doing today uh, to bring justice to, to Indigenous people and in, in our hahi across the you know in our communion. So, Archbishop Don is basically the Bishop Samuel Ezaria uh, of his time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying. Is, is, is that a fair enough uh, summary? <laughs> I, I, I could say you could. You could draw comparisons to, <laughs> nice, nice, uh, nice, nice, to nice, definitely nice. to the to the bishop. Um, we just got a, a ring on our hotline. Oh, eight hundred. Uh, Chris was always right, and turns out I'm actually wrong. Um, it wasn't PP Fado Dorfano, so sorry, sorry for that. It was a Hetua Takitini. Oh, okay, yeah. I think if you check more facts, you'd find. No, I wouldn't. Room. I wouldn't go down that rabbit hole. Eh? <laughs> I'd just you know listen in faith. I think the, the cool thing, the way like the Saint Luke's Paki Paki is this fuddy. And it has this amazing whakapapa that taps into kind of a time in our history. And just the fact that it was con- consecrated by Samuel Lazaria, that's such a cool connection in whakapapa. Yeah. Um, to that time in the hahi, to that struggle, uh, to that leader, um, and even that link with India uh, in the hahi worldwide. So, yeah, no, it's, I reckon it's a cool strand of whakapapa and, and also um, reminds us of the struggle. Uh, that, that Indigenous people have had in our church here and continue to have throughout the world. Uh, like, for example, by the time Samuel Azaria dies, he's still the only Indigenous Indian bishop the church has ever seen. So there wasn't yeah. another one. There was him his entire life, um, which is sort of sad, but I think I think he'd be somewhat proud of, of the mahi going on at St. Luke's um, Pakepake nowadays. And if you're keen uh, to ever visit that beautiful church down there uh, in Heretaunga, uh, they have karaoke on the first Sunday of, of every month at 9am, but um, it's a bit of a movable feast, uh, so it's all sort of sorting out rosters and stuff. So uh, Isaac, if they were keen to, to come along, um, you'd, you'd sort of recommend just asking around the village, eh? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely, yeah, just uh, ask, ask around the village and, and ensure that, um, you know, the, the schedules are, are there in advance. Yeah, Isaac might have slept in that day. Yeah, at any rate, um, it's, it's worth stopping by and having a look. A, a beautiful church there, which at the moment, funnily enough, um, is being looked after by you know the entire ministry team down there. But uh, the Reverend Canon Mona Scott uh, tends to be looking after Karakia mostly there at at Pakipaki, and she's ably assisted uh, by Canon Isaac Beach, who we have with us today. Last time I was there, I said to Mona, "You should be real proud of of Isaac. He's doing a good job." And she looked at me and she said, "Isn't he handsome?" <laughs> uh, so for all of you who know our, our nanny Mona that, that's, If you need that in your karakia that, That's well. her to a T uh, So if I know St Luke's uh, Pakipaki Head down there, have a look um, Connect with uh, what is a, a fairly humble place But uh, te hōhonu hoki o tōna whakapapa St Luke's Pakipaki It was such a smooth transition. I used to be a DJ. That's why I'm so good at it. What That's was a, your DJ name? Uh, DJ Prada. <laughs> <laughs> was like Calvin Klein taken. <laughs> <laughs> 
funny story, funny story, funny story. I'd never heard of of the label Prada. <laughs> I was actually asleep, and I woke up in the middle of the night. And and in my dream, I dreamed that I was, <laughs> I dreamed that I was like a a, a pretty well known tagger. Which is a weird thing to dream about because who wants to be a well-known tagger anyway? <laughs> in my dream, my tag was Prada, oh, so yeah. I woke up in the I woke Did up you... in the middle of the night and grabbed a pen and paper and tagged what I saw in my dream. Yeah, and then and that it was, was the that. Prada logo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. I like anyway. No, I'm just anyway. Kia ora, <laughs> he mihi nari aho. Kia ora. Um, uh, FYI to our faithful listeners over these last two episodes. Uh, we're toying with uh, rebranding, yeah. so I'm not convinced that Hemeh Nadiaho is a good name. I think we should rebrand this segment Talk With Whakapono, um, and there's no reason behind that. But counter-offer. So you're meaning we're gonna, we might run out of Ankins interview when you saw the last census come out? <laughs> but, but basically there's a risk that there won't be any Mihi left by our, our fifth episode, so we might need to um, invite some other like, faiths. Like he katorika yeah. Yep. Or he. He muhirama hai. He momona hai. Oh, is that, is that the Māori for Mormon? Uh, <laughs> Moromona. Which, now we're saying it, that's what it should be. Okay. So it's still he mihinari hai, but it can be. He insert a hai here a hai. Whakapono kore a hai. No, 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 no. We won't be interviewing Whakapono kore. Um, which reminds me of a quote from the Reverend Campbell Jews, who said. Before the arrival of the missionaries, he we fakapono kore angati pro. It's quite the statement. I feel like he misquoted him. No, 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 no. Direct quote. I think he, he said the opposite. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. No, he didn't. Anyway, we'll, we'll fact check that later. This week, Hemihi Nariaho, and we're happy to have with us. Happy, that's a weird word to say. <laughs> uh, we're, we're real happy to have our mate uh, Isaac uh, patched in here from Hastings. Isaac. Welcome to the podcast. It's a bit of a delay for yeah. Hastings. We've got Isaac here on like um, FaceTime, and that, that entire delay, he was just smiling, <laughs> which is somewhat unnerving. Um, Isaac, tell us about yourself, bro, where you're from, where you grew up, all those good things. Oh, yeah, kapai. Um, so I'm a beach uh, from You're a what? I'm a beach oh, from oh. Tupadu. I thought you said something else. <laughs> no. Pl- plenty of beaches in too far away. <laughs> my my grandfather uh, used to used to roam around Tuparua um, in his day. Uh, his name was Tui Beach, and he was married to um, my my grandmother, Dalia Perenara. Um And she was she was actually quite younger than him. Um, but uh, but Nevertheless, was married to her, and her whakapapa uh, takes us back to um, uh, to Ngāti Rangi Tihi, uh, our Whānau over there. Uh, and my, on my mother's side, um, we we go back down to Te Whānau, uh, Hine Mihi, uh, ki Te Wairua, um, a hey. gemel and a white from down that way. Kia mm. hey. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, funny enough, we actually... We 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 didn't we we were whangai to rongo for kata for uh, oh I was whangai to rongo for kata for about fifteen years best fifteen years of my life we grew up out in um, the the beautiful Manutuke uh, we lived down Karoa Road um, went to Manutuke school and uh, and, and then on to Gisborough High School 
um, that was actually a really awesome period of, of my life. I, we lived right along adjacent to uh, alongside the Waipawa River, and I, I remember um, that was sort of my playground uh, where my dad taught me how to fish, uh, fish for you know kahawai that used to come up, um, and then when when the when the flounder was running, uh, we would go and see the net flounder. Can you catch kahawai yeah, like, yeah. like at the mouth? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were we were close enough to the mouth for kahawai to run up. Um, oh, so yeah. we would often get kahawai and mullet. Mullet was another yeah. good fish that we used to get out of the waipawa. Making me hungry. Um, so so basically, you lived in Ongafakato and stole all their kai. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> that's, much. That's why they're so angry that. nowadays. Oh yeah, well, you know. I, I and think you have Ongafakato, Fakapapa, Chris. Um, I I don't, but my um my but great grandfather was from does. there. <laughs> my Fakapapa has Ongafakato. <laughs> 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 I'm not to play too today. That's a pure breeder. <laughs> so whangai to Rungafakata, bro? Yeah, whangai, whangai to Rungafakata. But um, my, my dad was quite strategic. He used to send us back uh, to stay with Auntie Flo, uh, Auntie Flo in, in Tuparua. Uh, awesome. uh, um, the most yeah, beautiful place in the world too, eh, Tuparua? Mm. You yes. have to drive uh, down no, a really river is. to get there. Yeah, bro, yeah, paradise really should be hard to get to. <laughs> Yes, How long exactly. you been sitting on that one? <laughs> it's just instant, bro. You're just stating facts. Yes. Bro, didn't yeah. someone steal like the water tank or something from the one public toilet that's in Tupado? It's not a public toilet if it's on Māori land. <laughs> 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 the council... Uh, they should know better. Not, a, not only know better, jeepers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, what was so, that corridor you, you said about um, when you when you were last there? Was so funny. Uh, oh Mike, yeah, you, one of the the, the cousins the back say? home has um oh, has dragged all the car wrecks in the <laughs> bay and lined them up right next to the council toilet. So it's oh, the council's problem it's, now. It's an art installation, bro. Oh, <laughs> some deep for car or vibrant communities. Tight after <laughs> Yeah. No, but anyway, we we yeah, we used to be we used to get sent uh, in the school holidays back up uh, home um, to to do Padua, and we would live with Aki Float for that time, and also Uncle Tiaranga. And Uncle Tiaranga though was on the other side, um, right right up adjacent to the river. And I remember when we were young, uh, all us kids would would run down to the bombing hole. We had a bombing hole into the Waiapu, and um, yeah, we'd we'd would be would be smashing that. Uh, hugely dangerous now. Like, I mean, <laughs> gosh, far out. Sometimes that river would be pumping and we'd still be jumping in it. And we were only of what, you know, eight, eight, nine years old. Classic. But it was, it was, yeah, just love, I love those times, eh? And, and especially our time in Dongokata, I mean, we, we were, we were living like kings eating from that river. Um, you could even get tuna. While the local Dongokata starved. <laughs> no, and my nan had this awesome brine. She she's still got it, obviously. Um, uh, she's our last grandparent alive. So my mum, my mother's mother, uh, who had a recipe. Papa, takes us takes us back down to Nuhaka and Wairua. Didn't she? She had a recipe for brine. Yeah. Um, and and I remember every time we'd do a smoke of eel, we'd give some out. My my father had this. He's he always got this policy where he will give uh, you know a, a certain amount. To, to the community of, of any take that he yeah. that he gets from our, our mana, well, our, 
and we would go and give out some smoke deal and, and the whanau and normal whakata, especially those kuia down next to uh, uh, next to Rukupo Marae. They've got a couple kainga uh, along the side there. We would go and take some down to those kuia down there, and, and they would they would always you know marvel at the at the taste of my name Brian um, and the smoke that it gave uh, the the tuna. But anyway, so um, grew, grew up down there. And what are you making thing, us hungry, um, boy? <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I don't have my. I'm making myself hungry. Actually, I'm drooling. But um, uh, yeah, I think a cool, a really cool, uh, a cool element of growing up in Manutiki. I, I, I'm I'm sure it's still like that now. But back then, it was very it was very mihinare. Like um, uh, our kura, um I remember our kura bits. But, when we were four years old, my first day at um, at Manutuke, we we were we were learning uh, the uh, the Lord's Prayer in Māori, um, and and I've known you know I've known that because we were taught that since we were we were little. Um, so you know the, you you get those types of things occurring when you live in places like Manutuke, and my hope is that I know we've got some challenges uh, around the education um, curriculum and stuff. For those types of things, but I I think it's super important, you know, to to keep those things going, um, particularly in Kura like that, Manutiki. Um, but we were immersed and surrounded by mihi naritanga um, growing up growing up down there. Um, my my mother used to work at the Kohanga, and I used to go back to the Kohanga uh, at the Kupo. And um, after school, and we'd we'd be there looking after the younger kids and. Sounds legal. Extremely legal. And actually, it's law. <laughs> so we were we were taken down there. We'd listen to the karakia and, and the mōtiotia and stuff that, that, that the clears would be would be um, imparting onto the to the young mokokuna there. Um, we were we were really fortunate to grow up down there. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, it's a it has a special place in my heart, Omovakata, for the contribution it made to um, to mine really? and my sister's. Killed uh, bro. Life. So yeah, it sounds yeah. sounds like it was pretty formative uh, for you growing up out there um, at mm. Manutuke, not just for you as a person, but in terms of your tahawairua too. Now, uh, Michael and I, uh, I know that you're uh, actually currently in the discernment process, um, looking at maybe getting ordained uh, in the near future. Um, where does where does that calling come from? You reckon, bro? Oh, I, and again, I, I have to attribute it to just the being discipled by a community, um, you know, a community like Manutuke and the other communities that I've been, uh, you know, entrenched in, I guess, um, and and been raised by. Tūranga is the same. You know, we've, we've got access when you're young in Māori and you grow up in in Ngāti Pro, uh, in Tungupakata, on the East Coast. When you grow up in this place, it's, um, you know, you, you have access to, to a depth of whakapapa and, and whakapuno. And I think we, we're spoiled, you know. We don't realise the, the, um, the, the uh, I guess, the oranga that's available to us just on our doorsteps. You know, you go, you go up to... Uh, Tiki Tiki, and there is one of the most um, amazing Tonga, uh, St. Mary's. You know, you, you take a few steps up the road, and 
uh, and you know there's St Stephen's, um, which is and it's all interlinked and weaved into our whakapapa, that's that word. Um, so I think you know the the, the course of ministry uh, in in the the important process of 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 ordained ministry is is kind of just a response to what I've been exposed to um, in Sitairakiti. Uh, and and it's a response to all of the whakapapa that's uh, um, you know that that attaches and, and connects me to our our beautiful whakapuno and hahi. In terms of that exposure, like I'm I'm a big believer. While like we're formed by events and you know different things that happen to us, but I think most often and most powerfully, you know, it's by someone rather than something. Um, mm. You know, maybe who who are a couple of the people have who have sort of shown you the way, um, in terms of your fuck up on you know someone you've looked and thought that's 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 the example or you know or what they're saying is what it is. Um, yeah. Can you think of someone like that and you've, you've had access to? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, a hundred percent. I can I can think of people. Uh, I re- I even remember ministers um, where we would be uh, you know we'd be heading to a tangihana up the coast or something when we were young. I remember the ministers. I remember the the the, the robes. I remember the corridor, and I remember how often more more than names. I, I remember how it made me feel, yeah. and and how how it was um, how it was an important element to sending our you know our our matanga away, and and so I think I think. More, more importantly, is the is the presence of those people um, in our community, uh, ensuring that our tikanga is is adhered to on on marae, whether it be on marae or in a whare or in town, um, and and there are but there are specific people as well. I I and and this is again, you know, formation has a lot to do with timing. I think um, I was coming back. Uh, I just I can't even remember how old I was. I was I was at university, so I must have been about twenty twenty one. And I came back to Mangahani on Marae. Two years ago. Last year. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. Oh, Next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were at Mangahani on Marae, uh, and our whanau was having a, a bit of a reunion, and uh, there Auntie Connie Ferris was there. Auntie Connie Ferris sure. and I, 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 we were often. Um, we often came into contact with Auntie Connie Ferris because she uh, she was a matriarch of our marae there in yeah. our community under Rua Tauria. from Tuparo. Aye, aye. And uh, she actually took us down to Rua Tauparo marae that, that noho as well and we were reflecting on, on a lot of the whakapapa of our whanau and the connection that we had to Auntie Connie, obviously. Um, and, uh, and, and we had a few services, a few... Uh, uh, a few uh, a few services during our our noho there, and it's just those types of interactions with people again, you know, um, at a reunion, where at a time of my life, you know, when you're when you're twenty twenty one years, you're 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 sort of looking to the future and and wondering what you're going to put your hands to um, and where your mahi's going to head, and and so having those types of people there who uh, are just amazing examples of 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 our, um, you know, of Christ and in, 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 in our Maori communities, uh, it, it just helps to uh, it helps direct you, um, particularly when you're reflecting on 
on on your life, how you're going to assert yourself across the next ten years or twenty years, um, and and reflecting specifically on our papa uh, in our hahi. So um, another one is is uh, Antipani. Antipani, um, I, I, I vividly remember from Exactly, yeah. It shows get... how much how much we used to go back. You got to get out more, boy. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I but, know these um, names are international. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And and you know those types of people have um, have helped uh, have, have definitely helped form yeah. um, my perspective on. And what what about me, how, bro? How I can contribute. Have, have I helped oh, form your perspective? <laughs> also from Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, yeah, and sure, in our current, you know, current <laughs> Archbishop, um, I, I remember also from Tuparo. Also from <laughs> there's a Tuparo takeover. <laughs> We've got to bring it back yeah. to the Waipu well, Valley. Well, you know, and I've got to, I, I've got to, I've got to sort of give credit to my sister and and my grandmother and her fucker papa back down here Shout because out to Isaac's um, yeah, also well, from Tuparo. Well, <laughs> well, she's she's. <laughs> She's the she's the reason why I'm down here. Really, is we had a discussion. Um, Always listen to your older yeah, sister, mate. You do, you do. She 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 mentioned she suggested that um, I set up down in in Ngāti Kahunganu, um, uh, and basically to connect our whānau back to our Kahunganu uh, papa. And so, so I have to give her thanks because we've. You know, in in connecting over the last five years, or reconnecting our our Fano back down down this way, mm. we've discovered just this, you know a similar amount of uh, of richness in terms of the arrival of the gospel here, um, and our Fakapuno in this place. You know, and and the the, the stories are, are just as encouraging, and and the corridor is just as encouraging and informative for. Um, for me, particularly at this time, where I'm considering, um, you know, uh, when I'm in discernment, while I'm in discernment for uh, ordained ministry, so it's you know I have to think, think because the the Papa Papa is amazing down here as well, um, um, and you know, I think I think I imagine we'd find that across our Aotearoa family. Kapai bro. So is your sort of discerning now for ordination? Um, what what are your hopes for our Hahi brother? Well, I think on a fundamental level, uh, you know, and this is this is sort of um, how how I view it in terms of the work of proponents like uh, you know Apirangata and so on. Uh, the also, greatest from, Māori who ever lived who wasn't from Tuparo, he was born <laughs> in Tiago. Straight up, he's from Tuparo. Uh, we're we're so all from all of Ngātipere. How did you no, I think I think in in on a on a fundamental level that that my hope is that this Tonga can um, can sustain the test of time, you know, and for 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 the purposes of bringing Oranga to our people, and and I think uh, on a, on the most fundamental level that is the 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 best way we could one honour the people who have gone before us, Mohi Tuday, uh, you know. Um, uh, it was uh, from the Waipu uh, Valley. Uh, <laughs> Pini Tamahore. You know, and, yeah, Pini Tamahore, um, uh, the, you know, Apirangata, the, the best way to acknowledge and, and I give I give reverence to those people uh, and their contribution to the church so that we can be benefiting from it 
is to ensure that future generations can do the same. Uh, so my hope is that we can contribute in such a way that enables um, you know the church to uh, to 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 bring prosperity to its people. Might arm. Kilda, so, um, so I think fundamentally that's uh, that's where we should be, and what my hopes are, uh, and our whanau's hopes are for our contribution that we can make to that. Mean, we were hoping to talk to you about um, some of your your other. Your other mahi, so you, you worked for a while for uh, Rhythm and Vines um, and, and then you achieved greatness over there so you thought I need another challenge so you came to work for the church and you've been regretting it ever since. Um, but but you also have um, um, some other sort of uh, stuff happening in your life. You're uh, a key part of Kanapu, uh, which is, what is that, bro? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> well, kind of, he, he's told everyone that it's a, a legitimate business, but really, it's a Ponzi <laughs> scheme. <laughs> really, eh? no. I think, I think, um, I think, you know, Kanapu is really more the result of um, the result of of I, I think a, a group of us in Alfano um, kind of exercising. Um, Exercising a sense of, of self determination in terms of in terms of development of um, of, of an, an an economy, mm-hmm. um, and 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 it's really just a, a playground for the development of that type of, um, of, so that what, type of what, what does Kanapu do, bro? What do you uh, guys well, do with well, Kanapu? Yeah, well, it's a probably a good idea. Kan- Kanapu is a it's a Technically speaking, it's a vertically integrated uh, <laughs> manufacturer and producer of functional hemp foods, and <laughs> that, that's that's the technical word. But in the essence, it just it just produces You just grow marijuana, don't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who would have thought? Eh? Like go away to university, do an under, undergrad and get a Spanish, and then do a postgrad right. and masters of business and registration, and then you go back to. When you, when you say that, that sounds like <laughs> the perfect line you would take. But yeah, you, you also went to Otago University, eh, which is quite well known for its cultivation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, Kanapu, for those of you who don't know, uh, is a business specialising in hemp food products. Is that fair enough to say, Isaac? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But but even more than that, fight. even more than being a business, it's it's really about economic self determination, um, and. What intergenerational aspiration, I suppose, Abe? Yeah, yeah, and, and and also, like you know, that has um, those types of activities have have you know, I'm driven by by the similar similar, uh, I guess, motivational factors to why I want to, um, you know, why I'm considering ordained ministry. You know, it's, it's yeah. there have been people who in the past. Including the same people, Apirangata, Mihinare, Todu, you know, same same individuals who who have created a, a an environment for us in in Aotearoa to be self determined. And if it weren't for those individuals and the contribution they made, we would not be able to participate on an you know in a Maori economy with an Aotearoa. And it's fact, you know, those people fought Kilda. hard for it. Today, today, you know, the things like kanapu are results of that work, you know, and you, you have to give the, the credit where it's due, and, and that's definitely where it's due. 
so, so for us to be <laughs> so nice. for us to be active in 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 being self determined within that environment within the you know Pakihi Māori, the um you know the it's really just a a way of saying thanks to those uh, amazing contributors who have now passed on. But um, right. you know, it's to, to ensure those types of things. So, then this is the most important question: Is Tamatiaki Nui going to make it back to Matatini? <laughs> Without doubt. Without that's, that's doubt. That's quite the long pause. Of course they are, bro. <laughs> no, of course we are. So yep. you, you're you're a performer with um, Tamatiaki Nui, the Kapakaro, uh, Kapahaka, the Hakaropu? Yep, yep. Before, uh, before he joined been... the church and lost all those muscles. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just bringing no, more no, body positive. For... He's, he's, he's got church <laughs> board now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it keeps me fit. Um, but, you know, so my wife and I have been contributing to, um, to that kaupapa for about this is the sixth year, actually. Our, our sixth year, we've been oh, contributing boy. to Tamatariki Nui. Um, they're, one, they're one of the founding groups or the original? Yeah, yeah they're one of the OGs. Yeah. Yep. So, some of those OG performers still in there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout no, out so, to uh, Uncle Pity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's, we're, we're, we're really blessed to be seeing, again, you know, referencing. Referencing being nurtured by by community people oh. like that, yeah. you know, Uncle Pity is an, is amazing. Yeah. He's an incredible he's an incredible man, and we and, f- um, and he's got that know, strong he's got that strong fuckapono. He's got that uh, that whakapapa. yeah, and that link and, and everything he does to her. Yeah, it's absolutely, and um, you know, I, I think uh, yeah, uh, I can I can just say the. The, the contribution on our part makes it very easy because you've got access to uh, so much that can uh, bring wuranga to your family when you participate in. I think that's the strength of kapahaka in general. You know, you, you. I think actually you can you trace back the the whakapapa of, of kapahaka and it will take yeah. you back to church. Yeah, kilda. You know, um, and and I think that's that's why you know uh, the importance of of contributing to institutions like kapahaka. Like the hahi is is important is because um, you know you've you've got a deep you got, you, you as a as a participant in those in those uh, are, um, are you know you're exposed and you have access to some of the 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 most deepest um, in in our you know that, that's available to us in, in the 21st century context. So, so it's it's super important that um, that Fano uh, contribute and continue to contribute and keep those institutions alive. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, we're giving immense credit to people like uh, Uncle Billy Shasha, who, who who established those institutions. Or, you know, and people like him who helped establish those institutions. And the best way to give homage to those people is to hire uh, <laughs> Bro, so maybe a final question for uh, for us for you is um, uh, if if so we said you're on the discernment track um, if it happens to go through and um, you you move ahead to be ordained are you going to invite any of your family this time? 
Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> how, how dare you bring it up? <laughs> so Isaac was commissioned as a kaikara yeah, kia. Uh, yeah, last year, eh? Yeah. And he d- he didn't tell his family that it was happening. Yeah, and a bit, bit of a funny story. Michael and I flying into Wellington for the day, ran into uh, Isaac's grandma and his auntie. So we gave them a ride into town, and they were both really disappointed <laughs> that they didn't get an invite. And and they were like, "Was it a big deal when we were we were trying to downplay it?" But they knew that we were lying. <laughs> invite your grandma, bro. Yeah, I know. And tell her to bring some brine. <laughs> <laughs> What was your auntie's name, bro? Which auntie was that? Hilda. Hilda. Shout out to Auntie yeah. Hilda. She's awesome. Yeah, both. Yeah. And, and Grandma Hilda. Eh? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah but 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 Grandma Hilda doesn't doesn't agree that Auntie Hilda's named after her. Oh, okay. Remember they had that, they had that fight in the car. Yeah. She was like, "Yeah, I'm named after my mum." She said, "No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm 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 just Hilda." Does your Auntie Hilda have another first name, bro? Is it hyphenated or something? No, no, it's Hilda. <laughs> oh shout out to Nan shout out to Nan oh well bro M- mean having a convo with you uh, stay with us uh, for our, our final segment uh, coming up next bro um, and just before we carry on a public apology from me to the people of Rungafakata I've m- <laughs> migrated on a bit thick I do have fuck up with you fellas though a two day whanau from Rungafakata that's me so it's just self um it self was, foot it was like I was making fun of myself <laughs> I wasn't making fun of you guys so just chill out okay <laughs> My daughter don't Thank you, bro. Me and Isaac. Being mehinari. That's easy, eh? Uh, yeah, like breathing. Isaac, is being mehinari easy? <laughs> being being mehinari is not a choice. <laughs> oh, Yoda. That, that, that's the stance we need. If you're Maori, you're mehinari. Um, so be, be, being Mihinari is our segment where we give a Mihinari perspective on anything, whether it's got to do with the church, whether it's in current events or or just things that are going on. Um, and as some of you will know, if you listened to our last podcast, which Isaac didn't listen to, um, Michael and I are recently back from Hawaii, and, and among other things, uh, one of the, um, I don't know, one of the most, I suppose, like deeply moving and touching experiences we had while we were over there was we were privileged enough to be able to leave uh, Oahu, uh, take a, a short flight over to Kona, uh, which is on the big island, and then make our, our pilgrimage to Mauna Kea. Yeah, it, it was awesome. Um, your first time to Hawaii, and I've been to yep. Hawaii before, but only ever on Oahu. Um, so just all it was just a cool experience. Like in Honolulu, kind of the city, getting out of that, yeah, um, flying into the big island of, of Hawaii. Um, and I, and I mean just so going over to to, to support that Mauna Kea Kaupapa, uh, they're fighting for their Fenua, their self determination, and I think wrapped up within it eh, is is a lot more in terms of the survival of their language, their culture, um, their people. You know, it's tapping into that kind of history of the the illegal annexation of Hawaii by the United States and colonization, um. But yeah, so that kaupapa over there of Mauna Kea, um, and, but as soon as you fly in and get <clears throat> onto that island, you understand immediately that why that's such a special and spiritual space. Just the landscape is so different. You've got these, I think there's a couple of Mauna and Mauna Loa yeah. and Mauna Kea, and it's almost like they just slope out of the ocean and just keep going up for thousands and thousands of feet. 
Um, but you can understand that. So Mona Kia is a shortened name of Mona Wakia, which I think is their their Atua Rangi Nui. Oh wow! So you know, and you can see, and obviously with that tall Mona, it touches the heavens. Um, but you understand the specialness of that place, even if you had no connection there, you could understand it. Um, but yeah, that, that that was really, I think, for me, uh, far and away, the the. the I don't even want to call it a highlight. That was the most special experience for us. I'm going to that place. Um, and they're fighting there uh, against the, um, the latest kind of installation of the latest billion-dollar uh, telescope saying, I think, uh, how many do they have up there now? It's like in the high teens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they've been dotting these things around, which I, I guess they maybe they've agreed to or... But they they don't actually so it's 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 their native Fenwa, but they don't manage it, eh? Yeah, so so how I understand what's going on over there is, you know, whenever back in the day when the first telescope went up about sixty three or sixty eight, yeah. somewhere like that. Um the deal basically was, yep, build your telescopes up here, um, but but here's a clause, you have to dismantle it when you're done and take yeah. it off. Because these aren't like when you think of telescopes, you think of just like, you know, a telescope, but these things have like heaps of chemicals and stuff. Uh, yeah. to make them work, heaps of dangerous fluids and stuff rolling through them, so they have to be maintained, because if they leak, then it basically poisons everything around it. Um, and, and that's one of the main concerns with the TFT, the, the 30-foot telescope they want to put up there. TMT. Oh, TMT. Oh, 30... Yeah. Meter. Meter. Man, <laughs> I tried to do the American thing and I stuffed it up. Why is that meter? Anyway. No, I didn't um, even know it was that, but it makes sense to me now. All right. Um, <laughs> is a, a large concern is, is all of those things that go with it, and, and once they do decommission it, um, or if they were to decommission it, would they just leave it up there? And, and one of our, our aunties, the auntie Noi Noi, yeah. I was actually saying that there is a clause in the agreement that says they've got to put aside at least uh, the, the amount of the, the worth of the telescope in order to decommission it and pull it down again, yeah. um, but the governor or the state can exempt. can exempt them from that clause, and that's exactly what. And the all the other done. telescopes, are all, even ones that aren't in use, they're all just sitting up. Yeah, there. All, all, all just sitting there leaching uh, into the fenway. And, and a concern of our local people there is basically there's an aquifer up there. Yeah. Um, that, that that feeds water down to the communities, um, and and the risk of that being polluted is high. Yeah. Um, and you know, ab- above and beyond that is its spiritual dimension. It's a sacred place. Uh, we were standing at the foot of this moanga, and they were talking us through it. And, and it, it's so high that the ears thin up the top, um, yeah. and so you start dying once you get up to a certain height. Okay. Um, that's quite an extreme <laughs> way to say that, but basically, it's what ha- what the, what happens. Um, and, and there for Karo is, is there's a point uh, on the moanga where no vegetation will even grow. That's how sort of inclement it is and whatever. And and, and the whakaro is that it's so tapu, it's so sacred, that nothing can survive within that, that well, area. Yeah, I was except, reading something earlier about um, that, that it was so tapu that only even the ali'i could, the areki could go up to that point and visit yeah. there. So not just anyone could roll into that space. Yeah. Have, you, have you been to Hawaii, Isaac? No, I've never been to Hawaii. <laughs> oh, that, that was more just a low-key way of checking that you're still there yeah <laughs> saying you no, haven't no, said anything in a while <laughs> yeah it's kind, kind of kind of interesting those those types of discussions though eh, on, on actually you know, those types of um, dialogues between you know state and and indigenous peoples yeah, it, it, it just it just begs to ask the question, you know, how on earth can we um, 
you know, can can we just allow those types of decisions to be made? And and I, I, I just make me sort of, you know, really get in and and, and support those types of movements. Yeah, you know, yeah. particularly because it's, it's important. Eh? It, it sets a it sets a precedent for and a point of reference for future generations around those types of kaupapa because I think things like climate change and yeah. you know issues like climate change are really going to create challenges uh, for for our you know our children and their children's children um, you know in terms of handling uh, these particular issues and man you know the fights I think if you look at it on a timeline perspective, maybe maybe God's sort of working in those types of environments now in, pre- you know, in preparation for those types of challenges. So yeah, it's well, important that we win those small, you know, those small uh, triumphs because I think each one will add momentum uh, and build momentum for future generations to sort of tap into. Yeah, and, and even if you bring that conversation here, Te Aotearoa, where we have sort of ihu mātau going on at the moment, yeah. um, and, and you know, there's 101 different opinions on ihu mātau, there's 101 different mm. opinions on Mauna Kea, 101 different opinions on Tuia 250, um, mm. commemorating the arrival of uh, Captain Cook. Tuia 1000. Um, <laughs> but um, really, I, I think in terms of the hāhi, um, the question, that the issue shouldn't be whether you agree uh, with with these kopap or, or or whether you don't, really, if, if our people are there, then the church needs to be there too. Like yep. it, it sort of it boils down to as as simple as that to me. Of course, we we you know in terms of Iumatao, Mauna Kea, uh, we stand in solidarity with those communities, eh? But you know, even worst case scenario, even if we didn't, the fact that our people are involved and they're hurting should be enough to mobilise the church. And I think back in the day, eh? Um, it it was enough to mobilise the church, and I, I just wonder um, well, if, if we're in, still living authentically into into that in now. now. So you, you're talking about the Māori church? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, no. Well, again, eh, we had park. Although, yeah, as, as, as soon as I said that, I had a flashing <laughs> image of the Reverend George Armstrong. Yeah, out on the rugby in front pitch, of my eyes, holding yeah, across, yeah. holding across. Yeah, shout out to uh, Papa George. Yeah. Um, but yeah, different. But I think. Uh, you know, well, you know, we're Māori, we're tangata whenua, we know these things kind of from the margins and being marginalised, we've, we've been right there. And I, and I guess too, you know, where should the hāhi be? Where should the church be? Where should we be? Um, you know, wherever it, it's it's about a kind of a righteous cause where it's about tika and pōno and aroha. And when you've got a place like Mauna Kea and they're saying straight away, here's our tūri, here's our kaupapa and tikanga, is tika and pono yeah, and yeah. aroha, and they yeah. they say kapua loha. We respond to our opponents compassion uh, right. with love and with compassion, and you think, well, hick, I mean, you you can be just quoting scripture to us right now. So, yeah. you know, wherever that's happening, and kind of fighting for their rights, and they're not making a, you know, that's part of the argument that's going to this will bring billions of dollars into our economy, eh? But we're, yeah. we're, we're as a hahi, when we don't make those kind of decisions, oh. We could make a lot of money out of this. That's not how. Yeah, basically, the governor and the people behind the TMT are saying, "You guys don't know how much the state or you stand to make off this." And they're like, "Well, we do, but that's not where we're placing." And we've the seen importance. what the exploitation of Fenua. Um, we're experiencing it now. Exploitation of Fenua, kind of mining, seemingly, you know, uh, finite resources 
uh, in a way that expects it to be infinite, you know, that keeps kind of ramping yeah. it up for more and more profit. We, we're ex- we're kind of living in a time right now and have lived in a time where we're seeing what the result of that is, eh? Sure. It, it, yeah, that's a hard one, eh? Um, that, that money, that kind of economic imperative, but, man, we've only got this kind of one whenua, eh? And they're saying we only have this sacred maunga, as yeah. much as it might represent the bigger cause. Um, we they're actually saying actually there's something that's more important than all of that, and they're the ones making the sacrifice to make that point. Yeah, well, and and you know, like one of the things that struck me when we were at Maunakia was the the entire kaupapa of that site. Yeah. Um, so it spreads across quite a big uh, piece of yeah. They've got these land. markers, Apu Honua, I think they call it, and pu- of. Yeah, that's the yeah. But they they kind of create a space that has Mm. these flag. Basically, they've established like an artia, more or less. You know what we would understand to be an artia, and within that space, they have these two that govern the way they are. Um, basically, aroha, aroha, compassion, aroha, those sorts of things, and they've created sort of like learning environments, and they've created artistic environments, and then they've created cultural environments, basically like a microcosm of how we should be and what yeah. we should be embracing and how we should be being um, both as indigenous people but just as like humanity living uh, side by side. So a, a real amazing kaupapa, you know, yeah. um, over and above, um, you know, the, imp- the importance of the maunga but really a- a- exampling how we should seek uh, to live our lives. And I think that's why I was so deeply touched by it. I looked at it and I thought, man, this isn't just an example for kanaka Maori or people in Hawaii, or people in, in America. Um, it's an example uh, of a way of being uh, for all people everywhere. And like you were saying, Michael, we look at that and we see basically the gospel imperatives yeah. being lived out um, yeah. in a real life-giving way. And the, the cool thing for me about that is that it's, it, it doesn't care what the world thinks of it. Yeah. it is, this is who we are. This is how we're choosing to be, despite the fact uh, that we're marginalised, despite the fact um, that you're arresting our pakeke, our kaumatua, our response is always going to be one of love. Last car to last car yeah, uh, yeah, was yeah. was the corridor that within those boundaries, Aroha uh, was the winner at the end of the day. So an, an amazing, hugely moving um, experience to be at Monakia. One one uh, thing I found quite funny about the day was uh, all the day before. We were arguing on whether we were going to dress up in our priest costumes. <laughs> well, they're not costumes because we are actually priests um, in our priest gears. Um, and and uh, Michael was out from the start. It's like, nah, too hot, not wearing it. Uh, so there you go. And Ngera and I were like, okay, yeah, no, nah, we'll wear, we'll wear our, our collars. So um, morning comes, I'm dressed in my collar, and it is in his. We get on the plane, still all good. We land in Kona, and it's like the hottest place in the world. <laughs> So we go off to get some breakfast or whatever. I see uh, Ross dressed for less. I really recommend it if you're in North America. Um, <laughs> and I shot off and I bought myself some jandals <laughs> and some shorts and a, and a T-shirt. Um, and, and that was me. I changed out of my gears. But Ngera, kia uke te kaupapa, uh, rocked around in his collar. And one thing that actually came from that uh, was when we were talking to the kupuna, the, the kaumatua there, um, every time they said hello to Ngera, they asked him for his prayers. Oh, yeah. they, they said to him, please pray for us, please pray for us. Um, and, and these aren't necessarily people who um, who are sitting in a pew on a Sunday, but acknowledging kaupapa, eh? kaupapa mm. acknowledging kaupapa, 
um, and asking for whakaro pai, asking for inoi whakarakia, um, was quite a moving uh, thing for me to see. And somewhere in between all of that, our mate Kylie uh, was reporting live for Tehuku Media, oh, yeah, which yeah. was quite Look crazy. Up, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple, couple of um, live of streams there on their Facebook page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a real good reminder to us about how we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to act. Um, yeah, just a privilege to witness that, I suppose. It was, it was kind of, you know, you left there feeling full, eh? so there was that, that feeding of the spirit of the heart uh, of the way to a connecting, um, so yeah, you know, that's the Fakaro way. That's what I leave with they when you're tapping into a kaupapa that's right, and I'd, I'd say yeah, righteous. Okay. Yeah, you just know it doesn't matter what the struggle is, what the sacrifice is going on when it's the right thing, um, and the energy expended. It kind of it matters, but in a way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't exhaust you in the same way because eh? it's feeding the right thing. So you know, when you talked, you mentioned Auntie Noi Noi, mm. who did her PhD at, at Waikato, Waikato Uni. Yeah. Auntie with, Linda with Smith like, was the supervisor. With Matokaho too. Yeah, so yeah. shout out to her um, and meeting all those kupuna, um, and even just how that. So this, they were, they were like eighty something days in it by that point. They, and a lot of those kupuna were the first ones who were, they they kind of sat down on that yeah, road arrested and, on and they were arrested kind of on the first day. Um, and we, we went along to one of their, they set up kind of a university and we went along mm. to one of their classes and connecting yeah. with one of the brothers there talking about his experience of colonisation. Um, but they're just real sense of like, this this is the right thing. They're doing the right thing and they're going about it in the right way. Yeah, and I, and I really got that sense that like, um, so, so one of the things I've been really clear about is that they're not protesters, they're protectors. Yeah. and. I always thought to myself, oh, well, that's that's splitting hairs a bit. It is what it is. But un- until you get there and you realise, actually, there is no protest in that space. No. There is only protecting. And it's their funeral. And there is only love. Uh, there is only compassion. Um, so, yeah, uh, oh, just, they're still real thankful to have... One to cool little image it. was, like, you get past, like, they, they've built the kupuna tents mm. on that, that access road, which is the main road, and if you want to get anything in. Um, and you look kind of like twenty meters up the road, and there's a like a uh, what would you call it? like a Department of Conservation range? Yeah, they've set up their sort of outpost, basically blocking you from going up the Mona, yeah, which well, was yeah. a weird juxtaposition. Well, well, well I, I don't know which one of us it was, but one of us said, "Oh, are they here to help protect you, fellas?" And yeah. Auntie Noi Noi said, "No, no, no, they're here to keep us out." Yeah, it's, I was, it like, was oh, that's weird. Because even further down the road, there's the cops, eh? Yeah. And yeah. then the crazy thing about Mona Kia is like. Not ten minutes down the road, there's like a full-on military base yeah. with like helicopters and what 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 might have been tanks. Nita thinks he saw yeah, tanks, tents. but like just that whole juxtaposition. Um, yeah, well, it just it makes it and all on the sacred Mona, which is just yeah. the most pristine, amazing kind of environment. Yeah, you know, one of those places in the world that you go and you think this this place is just breathtaking. Eh? You, you, cruising around in thousands of feet um, kind of altitude uh, and there's all these things going on there. Eh? But it was a privilege and a blessing and we, we I think we were all really kind of just, I want to say happy, yeah. grateful that we, we got that opportunity to go all the way to Hawaii and make sure that we went that little bit further yeah. to connect with our phenomenon. Oh, definitely worth it. Yeah, I think it was, eh, Mike, one of those real sacred spaces, eh? Yeah. Like where you, your sense of, of the sacred... Um, is palpable. Yeah. Um, so just just real thankful to our whānau, our Kanaka Māori whānau over there at uh, Mauna Kia for welcoming us into that space, just sharing some time with us. Um, and 
actually for for teaching us, yeah, for for showing us um, what you what's possible uh, when you've got your kaupapa right. Yeah. Uh, nei koutou, te hunga o mauna kia. That that was that stinger. Podcast, man, I just can't. I, that, that word for podcast. Punua pauho. Punua pauho. Pauho. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Prawne, come up with a new word for podcast. New word for podcast, Michael, go. Potikai. 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 Kitene potikai. Oh, we've talked to me, Nari. Potikai. Um, Isaac, thank you bro for joining us We had some technical difficulties towards the end there uh, The camera turned off I don't know what's going on there But are you still there, bro? Yep <laughs> This will like be a, a podcast that he's actually listened to Yeah, yeah, yeah He's never yeah. understood again um, But uh, thank you for joining us, bro uh, Meant heaps to have you on uh, with us this week uh, We've decided that these podcasts are going to be out every Wednesday um, Have we? Yep, every Wednesday Unless it's not out on Wednesday <laughs> and Then check back on Thursday <laughs> You, you have a margin of error. Margin of error of seven days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nei rā te mihi uh, e te Join us back uh, here next week, next Wednesday, uh, for Rev Talk, the Mihinari Podcast. <laughs> I almost nailed that, whānau. Rev Talk, the Mihinari... Punua Pāho. Punua Pāho Potikahi Podcast. Nō reira. Toitū te rangi, toitū te whenua, toitū te aroha o te atua, toitū ona manaakitanga katoa. Mauri ore e te areki. Amen. Amen. Amen.